Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chance and Rants with the Plants. With me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And we are dad and daughter, as always, a weekly football podcast reflecting on what's been going on across the Premier League all the way through down to the National League um, from over the weekend. And as always, there's loads going up. So the lineup for the podcast is we're going to be having a little bit of a halftime turnover, look at some teams who really pulled it back after the halfway mark, as well as I'm going to be putting forward another new chant to dad. And we've also got some Barnet of the Weeks and lots and lots going on. So to warm up with the podcast, um, well, my warm up conversation dad is really just uh it's a kind of a mini rant but just looking at the table I think at the moment is there any point in looking at the table in any of the leagues because Dean Smith was saying um that he just doesn't look at the table now if you look at Burnley and Norwich there's 12 points to Burnley and Norwich are on 16 points but Burnley have got four games in hand Overall in the Premier League, Chelsea have played six matches more than Burnley. It's just ridiculous. Um, is that the same when you've been looking at the other leagues? I mean, six games is surely one of the biggest gaps that we've got at the moment in the table. Uh, yeah, I think so. But there's massive. I mean, you know, some of the teams have got four or five games in hand on people. It's um, it is a bit of a mess. As a manager, do you reckon that's the right approach, just to not even bother looking at the table right now? Yeah. Well, this is kind of linked really with my kickoff for the podcast and you kind of inspired me with this kickoff this week. And next week you were looking at the fixtures and we're wondering what we're going to be, what's on TV, what's on the Premier League. And there's no Premier League matches at all next week. And we're both a bit confused, wondering why that is. And it's because they're on a winter break. So there's no Premier League next weekend. However, the championship below is going ahead. Now, how many matches do the championships have to play? 46. Uh, which is how many more than the Premier League? Eight. Wowzers. Okay, so, I mean, I just think they've obviously just done that to keep some managers and some clubs happy because, yes, it normally it's really busy around Christmas time. But if you look at Burnley, they've had however many matches postponed throughout December. So, basically, I'm saying there's no need for a winter break. Let's just keep going, getting on with it. They might change it, actually, since this podcast has been announced. But um, they might, I think they might try and do some rescheduled matches. But the moment it's saying that it is a complete winter break. But, um, yeah, I feel sorry for the championship teams who are going to have to all go out there and play next weekend. So, a bit ridiculous. That's that's my rant for the week. Might get some good um, tennises at the the league. That's true, yeah. You found um, that there was some... Uh, knock-on effects if the Premier League aren't on then some of the other teams might might do well what London clubs do you reckon if you haven't got your West Ham your Chelsea's Arsenal's which other clubs in London would you go to well you've got Fulham of course who are uh, guaranteed to score half a dozen goals yeah that's true uh, Charlton uh, who else you got MK Duns isn't far away yeah. really uh, mm-hmm. Barnet if you want to drop down to the uh, drop down to the National League you've got Barnet nice. so yeah there's lots of um, Sutton United Oh, uh, yeah. First season in the league, third place. So, yeah, some good matches. Nice. What's your rant for the week? Uh, my rant is about Everton and uh, just a bit of a mess with the owners, really. And uh, They want him out, don't they? Well, they're more about Bill Kenwright. I'm not sure about the owners. Bill Kenwright's the chairman. He's been there for a long time. He sold to Farhad Moshiri, who's a uh, British-Iranian chap back in 2016. Uh Bill Kenwright's been there for quite a lot of years. There was a plane flying over last night, yesterday over the stadium, saying Bill Kenwright out. Mm. Um, I don't know where they stand with the owner. They weren't there yesterday and probably won't be necessarily the next match. But uh, uh, since they took over in 2016, they're looking for the seventh manager now. Um, so either it's Kenwright or the owners are uh, at fault. I'm not quite sure, but it is a 
Everton seems to be a bit of a mess at the moment. Oh, uh, I mean, they've been saying on match day and stuff like that, it's, an, it's a huge mess at the moment. So, yeah. What does Ken write? Isn't he into, like, music? Uh, he was a writer, wasn't he? Oh, he was, right. uh, I think, sometimes he was Coronation Street. But, but anyway, he's a very well-known. I mean, the fair play to him, he went out and spoke to the fans after the match and... Uh, where the owners are nowhere to be seen, so but I think he's mm. just I think his time's probably up there. Right, half time turnover, and uh, like I said in the lineup, this is when we look at the four to five minute mark and which teams really managed to pull it back from half time. And uh, my half time turnover gone to League One. At home parks, so it's Plymouth Argyle versus Lincoln City. And it was 1-0 to the home team at halftime. Third, fourth minute, Luke Jeffcott getting the goal. Um, but Michael Appleton, Appleton for uh, Lincoln City did a great halftime team talk. It seems like it anyway. Stuck with the same team, made no substitutions until much later on in the match. And it seemed to work a treat. 51st minute, John Marquis levelled things up. 1-1, that was on his Imp's debut. So he's come from Portsmouth. And the 92nd minute, Max Melbourne headed in a corner to make it 2-1 to Lincoln City at Plymouth Argyle, coming back from 1-0 down at half-time. Uh, so giving the 339 away fans something to cheer about. Lincoln to Plymouth, is that a long trip? Oh, that's a fair trip. Yeah, yes. definitely. So 339 away fans would have been dead chuffed. So yeah, brilliant half-time turnover from Lincoln City. Uh, I'm going into the National League, uh, Yeovil versus Wrexham. Hewish Park and Yeovil uh, had a good first half performance, one up at half time. Uh, but Wrexham boss Phil Parkinson got hold of the players at half time, give them a talking to, and uh, they came out and won 2 1. Phil Mullen, famously ex Cambridge, and uh, Morgan Williams on goal made it 2 1 for Wrexham. So a really good win, actually. Up to sixth, four points off uh, automatic promotion uh, with the game in hand. So uh, Wrexham on a bit of a good run and uh, an excellent turnaround at Hewish Park second half of the podcast something positive from within football and it was very very obvious when I watched the match on match of the day what to do as my uh, rave for the week and I was looking at Wolves as were the pundits to be fair uh, the Portuguese pair Matinho and Ruben Nevers and just how amazing they've been for Wolves both of them got a goal this weekend against Brentford so they're both pivotal and actually I just think they're two players that you kind of forget have been there for so long and Matinho's got 130 appearances for the club he's 35 years old and still playing brilliantly Ruben Nevers he's 24 years old he looks way older than that uh, with 170 appearances for the club they both got their second goals of the season um, they're just so reliable you know what you're going to get from them and always especially Ruben Nevers brilliant from outside the box I think both of their goals were actually scored outside the box so um, despite wh- whichever manager they've had they've always seemed to be the first pick on the team sheet and balance out really well together so yeah Portuguese pair doing brilliant for Wolves and I'm sure they're a huge fan favourite because they uh, never seem to put a foot wrong Matinho and Ruben Nevers uh, yeah I'm in the um, back to Lancashire and not many things in common Burnley and Blackburn. What they have got in common, though, is uh, longevity of managers, and I think it's good to see. Uh, of course, you used to have Ferguson on all those years, and Wenger and Moyes. Uh, seems to be a bit of a thing of the past, really. But uh, the two longest-serving managers in the Premier League and the Championship, you've got Dice nine years plus at Burnley, mm. and Mowbray six years plus at Blackburn. So they've both been through tough times. In fact, Dice, of course, is going through a tough time now, and they had a new owners not long ago, and you think they might come in and. Wield the axe, but fair play, they've stuck with Daesh. Uh, well, so far, 
So I think it's uh, it's good to see those two managers uh, in place and give them the chance to turn it around. So whether they both, whether uh, Mowbray will lead Blackburn to promotion and Dyche will lead Burnley uh, out of the doldrums in the Premier League, we'll soon find out. But uh, fair play to long-serving managers. Chant for the week. Last week was terrible. This week... Ooh, we're going to try and pull it back a little bit. I mean, if I get better than zero points, then that's a winner. So my chant this week is a Wham tune from 1986. It was a number one hit, I'm Your Man. And I am uh, changing the lyrics to make it for Everton. Like you said, they're really fed up at the moment. With the, There's a lot of fans not happy. But this, this chant could make them happy at Goodison Park. It's for their Brazilian midfielder, Alan. I'm your man, which is now for Alan. So it'll be, baby, he's Alan. If you're going to do it, do it right, right. Give him the ball. If you're going to do it, do it right, right. He'll help you score. I mean, it's not bad. It's not just not punchy enough. I think it's, it's three or four out of uh, ten. Okay. Just needs a, something that uh, people will get hold of. And I think you need next week something a bit punchier. Punchier. Not, not so many verses okay. and words. Thank so. you very much, Simon Cow. Punchy it will be next week. Good feedback. And into the Premier League, not too many goals really on Saturday, but Southampton ended Manchester City's 12 wins in a row with a surprising 1-1 draw at St Mary's. Southampton now unbeaten in eight home games, doing brilliant, and Ralph Hasenhut is doing a great job there. City, 74% possession, 20 shots, five on target, so it kind of shows that Southampton really, especially in the second half, had their backs against the walls, but managed to do really well, and Walker Peters, I should have said, he had a brilliant opening goal. Um, very, very good. So, yeah, great result for Southampton. I don't think Manchester City to be too concerned at the moment, because they've still got a bit of a gap on Liverpool. Um, but last kick of the game was was well into Fergie time at Old Trafford and they finally they got their three points in Fergie time versus West Ham it was a 93rd minute goal from sub Marcus Rashford assisted by sub Cavani so um did very good uh, substitutions there from Ragnick Liverpool won at Palace 3-1 obviously no Salah or Mane but still lots of goals coming for Liverpool Van Dijk Oxlade Chamberlain Fabinho converting a penalty so pretty convincing win for them and Chelsea just about keep their title hopes alive with their 2-0 victory against Tottenham. A brilliant goal from Ziyech as well as another goal quickly followed by Thiago Silva to make it 2-0 full-time. And that means that Chelsea have ended up beating Tottenham for the third time in three weeks. And I think this is the first time that Tottenham have lost under Antonio Conte uh, since he replaced Nuno Espirito Santo back in November. Um, so, yeah, for Chelsea, this was a welcome return, really, to winning ways in the league. They were top of the Premier League um, back on the 1st of December, but a run of only 11 points from their next nine games has basically really damaged their hopes of becoming English champions for the first time since Conte guided them to the title in 2016. So a good result for Chelsea, but Tottenham will be disappointed, especially as Harry Kane had a goal ruled out in the first half. So in terms of points-wise, Chelsea are on 47 points, Liverpool on 48, Man City are on 57, and Tottenham find themselves seventh, just one point behind Arsenal, two points behind West Ham, and three points behind Man U. 
And then you had quite a lot of draws, really, on Sunday. Draws for Arsenal versus Burnley. Nil-nil. That was nearly my rant, really. Some of the home fans were booing. Before Christmas, they were, you know, five games winning in a row. So um, a couple of disappointing results in February in 2022. It's not started off great for Arsenal. So, yeah, disappointing draw for them, but a good point for Burnley. And then Leicester v Brighton was also draw 1-1. And looking towards the bottom of the table, Friday night was a big match, Watford versus Norwich. And uh, Norwich won 3-0, moving them out of the bottom three for the first time this season. Two goals for 21-year-old American Josh Sargent. Brilliant Barnet. I think I've had him before as my Barnet. And Norwich, two points ahead of Watford now, but they have got two games in hand on them, Watford. Um, and Leeds versus Newcastle. Again, big matches down towards the bottom of the table. 1-0 to Newcastle. It was a 75th minute goal from Shelby. I mean, a bit of a shocker from Meslier in goal. Um, but that was just their second win of the season for Newcastle. So the bottom tables is starting to really look pretty... Oh, well, with the games in hand, it's very hard to tell at the moment. But I think it's going to be quite a close one. Play, teams like, I even think Brentford might get dragged down a little bit. Leeds, potentially. But with Norwich picking up back-to-back wins and um, Leeds a bit hit and miss. I think it's going to be interesting bottom. I don't think you can write Norwich off just yet. Championship, two teams who've um, looking for promotion, getting into the playoffs. Coventry, QPR. Huge following from QPR, apparently, at Coventry. Uh, Coventry have been struggling a bit recently where QPR are on a bit of a good run. They were one up within six minutes. Andre Gray, that's what it was at one at half time, one nil to QPR. Equaliser from Jordan Shipley on fifty minutes. Coventry dominated actually, seven shots on target versus three for QPR, thirteen corners, two for QPR. But Albert Adorma got QPR's win in the eighty eighth minute. Both goals for QPR were assisted by Chris Willock. Yeah, they're up to fourth. The only team to have scored in every away game. And Coventry down to 10th, third consecutive home defeat. So um, two teams have gone in different directions. Seven-goal thriller at uh, Reading versus Huddersfield. Five goals in the first 25 minutes, goodness me. And it was 3-3 at half-time. Danny Ward got the winner in the second half for Huddersfield to make it 4-3 in the 53rd minute, uh, which moves Huddersfield into the playoff places. And Reading teetering on the edge of relegation and only won twice in 16 games. Um, and uh, Danny Ward got a hat-trick, actually, in that match. So, well done, Danny Ward. Bournemouth versus Hull. And, of course, Hull had the takeover during the week, managed to beat Blackburn on a bit of a high at the moment. The Turkish Simon Cowell, they called him. <laughs> he is does look a bit like Simon Cowell. He's the new owner. Uh, like I said, they had a brilliant win against Blackburn. And, sure enough, they went to Bournemouth and won, uh, won 1-0. 68% possession for Bournemouth. 17 shots, 6 on target. It didn't really matter because Ryan Longman got the winner in the 77th minute. Bournemouth are now eight points behind Fulham, uh, who won 3-2 at Stoke. Cracking win, actually. And the East Midlands derby ended up Forest 2, Derby 1. So Derby still struggling to pull back those points, but doing pretty good. So the top of the table, Fulham 57, 48 goal difference, which is amazing. Wow. Bournemouth and Blackburn both, both on 49. Then you've got QPR, West Brom and Huddersfield just below. Down the bottom, Barnsley and Derby tied on 14, Peterborough 19 and Reading, as I say, just, just outside the relegation zone on 29, but getting dragged in. 
League One, Wigan moved top of the table after an entertaining 3-2 win versus rock bottom Gillingham, who put a really good fight. Will Keane scored his second of the afternoon in the 77th minute, which uh, proved enough to seal all three points for Wigan. So that's four league wins in a row now for Liam Richardson and the team. And Gillingham have not won in six matches. And like I said, rock bottom at the moment. Sunderland second after their 1-0 win versus Portsmouth. Just one goal from Elliot Embleton was all it needed to get the points. Uh, so they're now joint on points with Wigan. Uh, Portsmouth slipped to eight points now off the playoffs. Towards the bottom of the table, big win for Doncaster Rovers versus MK Dons. It was Joe Dodu who got the goal. It takes them off the bottom of the table and one point ahead of Chillingham. A five-goal thriller at Mazuma Stadium, where the home team Morecambe came from 2-1 down to beat the high-flying Wickham Wanderers 3-2. And Morecambe are now fourth from the bottom, but one point off safety, and Wickham dropped to fourth. So you've got Wigan and Sunderland, like I said, in those first and second positions. And in the playoffs at the moment, Rotherham, Wickham, MK Dons, Oxford. And in the bottom four, Morecambe, Crew, Alexandra, Doncaster, Rovers and Gillingham. Uh, League Two, there was three nil-nil draws. Other than that, uh, a cracking win for Colchester, who were managerless after last week's home defeat by Barrow. So they went to uh, Salford with no manager. Uh, not an easy trip and won 3 nil. 2 nil up at half-time and that's a 3 nil. It's the first win since November. Eight shots on target versus Salford's four. So, uh, yeah, quite interesting, actually. Salford's 10th, not quite getting in uh, towards the playoffs. And Colchester, six points clear of the drop zone. Uh, Scunthorpe lost 1-0 and Oldham lost 3-0 at Harrogate, so those two still rock bottom. And Walsall, Exeter, Exeter uh, pushing for promotion. Uh, 1-0 up at half-time uh, and on the 50th minute, Rollin Menayese got his second yellow for Walsall and was sent off. So Exeter keep pushing on, uh, 84th minute, uh, they got the second goal and Dialate and it was his first goal for Exeter. Forest Green, uh, home to Carlisle, 3-0 winners. And now seven points clear of Tranmere, who won 1-0 at Crawley, uh, with a Jay Spearing 65th-minute goal. They got a four-point gap on Sutton United, I say, who are doing really well this season. Uh, and the other teams in the playoffs uh, are Northampton, Newport, Swindon, uh, who drew 1-1 at home in the local derby with Bristol, and Mansfield, who won 3-1 at Barrow, and on an incredible run. Uh, so that's the top of the table. As I said, Scunthorpe and Oldham are rooted to the bottom. In terms of National League, two top the top two teams didn't have a great day. Uh, Chesterfield nil at home to 17th place Aldershot. Uh, and Halifax lost 1-0 at Maidenhead, who were 19th. Chesterfield still top. Uh, Halifax second, both on 47 games, but uh, Chesterfield have got a game in hand. Bromley are there or thereabouts, won 2-1 at Grimsby. And a late kick-off, Stockport at Dagenham and Redbridge. Stockport were 2-0 up in five minutes. And that was a final score. So they're up to third. Uh, so a really good uh, position for Stockport to be in. At the bottom, Dover, of course, still not won. Uh, lost 5-0 at Solihull. And in fact, uh, Andrew Dallas got all five goals in the 5-0 wow. uh, uh, victory. He got a hat-trick last week against Southport. So he's not uh, not doing himself too bad. Uh, so at the bottom, uh, Dover minus eight. Still haven't won a game. Kingsland 11 and Weymouth 16, but they're now eight points adrift of the uh, of safety, so that's looking a bit poor. Barnet of the week. I had a very obvious Barnet. I spoke about them in my rave. I had Matinho 
and Ruben Nevers is getting my Barnet of the week. I mean, his Barnet's just getting longer and longer each week. He's now got the Alice band going on. I mean, he could definitely put his hair up and make a good couple of top knots with it. Um, yeah, it's looking great. And obviously, he's, he's rocking it and he seems to be enjoying the long locks because he's playing very good football at the moment. So, Ruben Nevers is certainly getting my Barnet of the week. A very floppy Barnet he's got. I've got uh, Danny Ward, the lad who's got a hat-trick at um, Reading to help with a 4-3 win. 31-year-old, played 300-plus uh, matches in the league uh, in his second spell at Huddersfield. And uh, again, he's got Alice Band and Ooh, uh, nice. flowing locks and all those things. So not bad, a 31-year-old with an Alice Band. I yeah. think that's pretty good. Very good. Very, very good. So yeah, so Danny Ward, hat-trick hero from Huddersfield. <laughs> Right, that's it for Football Chance and Rants with the Plants this week. We're on social media, like I always say, we're on Twitter. You can follow us and uh, keep up to date with all of the news that we put out on there. Uh, but we will be back with some more Football Chance and Rants with the Plants next week, and we'll see you then.